Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Providing it in a concise way. Just not a ton of fluff, not a lot of words, not a lot of, you know, jumble here and there. Just concise, easy to read so they can look at it and make their decision. And I feel that that is another reason why people are ready to book because it's it's easy. It's easy to look through and the process is easy. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Today's guest on The Portrait System is Erica Manning, and she's a photographer in Ohio, and her main focus is on high school seniors. Erica shares all about how she manages a senior team, and that really helps with her marketing to bring in new clients and to keep her portfolio fresh. Erica has a really cool sales process, and she tells us exactly how she maintains her over $2,000 sales average. Erica talks about her different product option, her styling closet and styling consultations, and how she just runs her business overall. It was a really fun discussion about seniors during this episode, so let's get started with Erica Manning. Hi, Erica. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, thanks for being here. And actually, if Erica sounds familiar to you, you may know her as a photographer, but you may have also heard her on The Portrait System before because you were one of our guests talking about how to earn silver images in the Portrait Masters accreditation, awards and accreditation, right? Yes, absolutely. And yeah. I could talk about that for days and days. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just had a, a, another round where you, did you enter? I sure did. Yay. Awesome. Yes. How did it go? Great. Well, I, I received two silvers. One of them was third in its category and the other one was 19th. So um, fantastic. Yeah, super excited. Yeah. And you're a fellow with, with awards and accreditation. I am. So I... When I say I was going for silvers, I was going for silvers. I um, made it one of my major goals over the past few years was to reach that fellow level. And I did it, and I did it ahead of schedule. So I'm, I'm thrilled. And um, moreover, I'm just excited about how far my craft has come from where I started to where I am now. So, yeah, I just I truly, truly believe in and will... Um, sing the praises of the awards and accreditation program forever. Well, and I remember you saying that it's, it, you know, doing awards and getting these silvers and that sort of thing, like it wasn't something that came naturally to you. You really had to wor- work to learn how to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and I still do. I see some of the people that are fellows and it just, and maybe I'm wrong, but to me, it just seems like it's just a natural thing for them. And for me, it was such a learning curve. And still to this day, with every round, I have to research on how to do something and watch Richard Wood's videos again and again and again. And, (laughs) you know, but I love it because I continue to learn and I continue to get better. And I see that progression and I see how much better I am and, you know, therefore how much better my images are doing now versus two, three years ago. So, right. Yeah. For people listening, I know sometimes people get discouraged. Like I haven't gotten a silver yet, or maybe some of their images didn't score professional standard or, you know, that sort of thing. And they get really discouraged, but, and I know it's never fun to get a lower score than you hoped. Like, yeah. Okay. Let's be honest. It sucks. But 
it is such a learning experience and it and it can really help you go to the next level. And that's why we did that one episode is so many people are like, but how do I get a silver? Like, why am I not getting silvers? And so we, you know, ask people what they do and how they did it. And, and it is, it's a growing learning process. So 100%. And honestly, you know, with every time that I didn't do as well as I had hoped, I always just would go back to those galleries the of the top 20 and research and and look to see and and compare it to mine not because I you know thought mine was better or worse it was more what does that have that mine does not how can I make changes to get yes. to that level so always always yeah, learn that's great great advice okay so Erica you live in Ohio yes is do you live in a smaller town or a larger city I live in a suburb of Columbus, so kind okay. of the best of both worlds. You know, it's a small town feel, um, but 20 minutes and I'm in downtown Columbus. Okay, very cool. Yeah. And then t- tell our listeners what you do. What is your What does your business look like currently? So I primarily focus on high school seniors. I would say that's 80 to 85% of my business. I also, also do some families, what I call legacy family portraits, which can incorporate children or even individuals. But, you know, the the family dynamic is normally covered in my legacy uh, portrait business. Occasionally, I will do uh, branding and headshots. But if you were to ask, you know, what is my major, it is it is going to be that senior portrait category. All right. And how long have you been a photographer? Um, I'm going into my 12th year of business. So, so quite a while, quite a while. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. What did you do before photography? Oh, I did it all. No, um, <laughs> I, I have a degree in marketing. And so my background is in sales. So um, years ago, I was a copier salesman and uh, or saleswoman, which I did fairly well, but um, it was just hard to get excited about that. Um, you know, it's a copier. And like I said, I made good money. I, I did well as a salesperson. However, it just wasn't my passion. Uh, yeah. After I left that business, I was a personal trainer for a while, which was great for my fitness. But honestly, I still felt like I was missing the mark. Like that was just not not my passion. So mm-hmm. uh, after you know years of being a personal trainer, um, my husband bought me a Canon T2i for Christmas one year. And honestly, I didn't touch it for weeks because I was intimidated. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> but once I started, I was obsessed. Like, watching webinars at 3 a.m. to learn everything I could. Like, I, you know... 24 hours a day almost, I was trying to learn. So it just became this obsession. And within months, I sold my T2i and purchased a 5D Mark II, and, uh, which feels like you know a million cameras ago. But it kind of progressed into an obsession and then a business. And it was a natural progression, honestly. You know, I took pictures of my teenage daughters when I first got my camera until they told me to get the camera out of their faces. And then I took photos of friends and family. And, you know, I I was very busy. And it just seemed like more and more people wanted me to take pictures. So I'm like, well, if I'm this busy, maybe I should start charging for this. And so I started charging. And then I continued to be busy. And so I started charging a little bit more. And so, like I said, it happened organically. It just kind of morphed into a business. And then finally, I, I, you know, made it official and, you know, got all my licenses and whatnot. But, you know, I guess my pricing was being bumped up based on how busy I was. Right. But honestly, you know, those price increases were you know, little bump here, little bump there, little bump there. You know, I was afraid of losing all of my clients, but that's kind of how the progression for years and years happened with my business. I was never a shoot and burn photographer because I am in sales. And if I can't sell my own work, well, then there's a problem. So I... I was going to ask you that really quickly. Yeah. Being being in sales for your previous career, did you find that it helped you to be able to sell your own work or was it harder to sell your own work? 
No, I found it to be so beneficial. Okay. Because as I mentioned, you know, selling copiers, I just wasn't, I wasn't excited about that. But my own art, my own photographs, I was really excited about that. So it was always easier for me to sell. Now, ironically, as a salesperson, I don't like salesy pitches. So mm-hmm. um, I've worked very hard to create a way to make it not feel salesy. But the sales session itself, I have always been very, very comfortable in doing that. So it was definitely helped to me on that end. I feel like I had a lot further to go learning the craft and the art than I did the, the business part of it. Got it. Okay. So then how did you end up in the whole senior genre? Well, I mean, again, that somewhat happened organically. My girls were, um, well, they were grade school when I started, but when I actually started to figure out what genre I liked, they were in high school. So they had a lot of friends that, you know, wanted senior pictures. And um, so I started, you know, taking pictures of people that they knew. And then that kind of, again, um, the more people that had senior pictures done by me, by me would refer me to others. And, um, it seemed that every year that category was kind of inching out all of the others, which, you know, starting off, I did everything like, you know, almost every photographer does. I did newborns, I did weddings, I did, you know, so bit by bit, I started eliminating you know, genres that um, I decided just weren't for me. And weddings is one of them. I think that was one of the first to go once I opened (laughs) up my studio. I I think that's a common theme, but it it just, um, I just didn't have time. And portrait photography was where my heart was. So I decided that I would leave weddings to people with a lot more energy and I would stick to the the portrait photography side of things. Gotcha. So you kind of fell into senior photography with your, with your kids. Your yeah. Daughter. And it, yeah. honestly, they're, um, it's a genre that I love to shoot because more often than not, they're excited to be there. They're completely into the session. They, um, they enjoy it and they listen like with children, <laughs> you know, you can, you can only tell them so many times to, you know, sit and do something for a part. They're, they're just not going to do it. Whereas a uh-huh. senior, they're, they're all uh, pretty good at following direction. And um, so I find the sessions fun and enjoyable um, and hopefully they do, they too, do too. Yeah. Well, okay. So I know living in Michigan, we're not that far from each other. Right. right. At least for me, it's very seasonal. I mean, you know, I think I usually start, I I really don't do a lot of seniors anymore. I've really just stuck with personal branding the last two years and I'm very happy right right there. But when I did do seniors, it was like June to September, just slammed. Yeah. Um, Is that how it is for you? So it, not really. And I'll tell you why. Um, A couple of the schools in my area no longer have the senior submit their yearbook photo. They have it done by, you know, some big, you know, uh, some big company that's just oh. it's the same one. So I'm not working on that deadline. Um, I am simply working on the deadline of graduation. Like they just want to get their images for graduation. So as you can imagine, like summer and fall, it's pretty busy with the senior sessions because, you know, it's the prettiest time of year here in Ohio. But because I have a studio, the winter months, I can still work. And honestly, there are people who want, you know, winter sessions as well. So I will do that provided it's above 30 degrees. (laughs) But then, you know, starting in like right now up until, you know, normally mid-April to early May, people are trying to get their images so they can have them for graduation parties and, and things like that. So I continue to stay busy um, even through like May. And then once that hits, I have a, a little bit of a lull, but then I'm starting right up with the next your seniors. So really, I don't have a down, down time, which I love. I love that it is fairly consistent. I know that's not necessarily the case with every market, but that is what I have found here. And it has really helped me to plan my year because I know when things are a little bit slower and I try to 
to plan for other types of session or even other business things. Like if I need to re-up my website, I'll do that in the months that are a little bit slower. Or if I need to work with my model team and in some marketing endeavors, I will do that in the slower parts of the year. So I'm never like slow, but Mm -hmm. you know, things are spaced out in a, in a good format for me. Well, you brought up a really crucial point here that if you are not at the mercy of the yearbook deadline, you can really, really open up your schedule. I love that you brought that up. A lot, like most of my seniors that I had, I was expected to do the yearbook photo as well. Right. That's just how it is. However, you could do something. I'm just, I'm just thinking about the people who are seasonal and who it's frustrating that they have such a busy season and then it's like no work for eight months or whatever. Right. I wonder if you could set up your own, like come in, get your yearbook photo done on three different days or something, then you can book your senior shoot whenever you want, whatever season you want, no pressure. We could do winter. You could have winter examples. You could have fall examples and really like plant that seed so that it doesn't just have to be in this four month period. That is brilliant. And I might steal that idea for the, the, um, because I do have a couple of schools that do have a yearbook deadline, but I will tell you they've been late. Like April 1st is the biggest school that I do. Their yearbook deadline is April 1st. Well, that's darn near close to graduation. So I honestly can still get them in for a senior session February, March, and get everything back to them in time for that yearbook deadline. So it's it's not a big, big deal that I have a yearbook deadline, but there are other schools where it's earlier, like January. And I do love that idea because then, like you said, it spreads things out. You're not, you know, swamped in those crazy months and then, you know, completely dead in other months. Spreading it out has really helped me with maintaining balance, which is huge for me in my business. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about your business. You mentioned that you have a senior model team. Will you tell us about that? Yes. So, and I know everybody does their, does their model teams differently, mm-hmm. but mine, I don't necessarily even call them ambassadors. Um, I truly have a model team, so I am able to do creative work um, that is not my normal senior session. So these are the people that I call on to do, you know, anything creative. I do certain sessions that are a part of the model team schedule. uh, And those are a little bit closer to a senior session, you know, maybe things that might interest them a little bit more. But then when I do special projects, I look to that team first to pull my talent in for, for a variety of projects. So... They each can do about two to three sessions with me a year. And these are images that really they only get watermarked images as being a part of the senior team. But then those images will go into their gallery. So as a reward for being on the team, their galleries end up being a lot larger and with a lot more interesting images than just a standard photo session. So um, it encourages them to be a part. I don't require that they share a certain amount of images or you know market for me in any way because let's face it, no teenager wants to work for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But hopefully, they love the images enough um, that they want to share them and. They all have. They do a great job of sharing my work out there. So, um, so it ends up being a win-win for the model team and for me. Okay. Now, how do, how does that apply to their own senior sessions? Like, do they have to pay for anything? Because I know you said they would have a larger gallery because of the shoots yeah. they've done throughout. But do they have to pay for anything? For being a model, they get a small credit towards their session, but they have to book a. Uh, session to get anything like if they wanted the the images to be able to print like the model images if they want those they would book a senior session we would do the senior session completely separately from their model sessions but then at the end when I'm presenting their gallery to them in our selection appointment it will include all of those model sessions images as well okay gotcha all right so let's talk about how your 
whole process works. So start to finish. Okay. Someone inquires, then what happens? Okay. So when a senior parent, and it's normally a senior parent that contacts me, when they contact me, I know that the parents and the seniors are busy, busy, busy people. So I try to provide as much information as I can for them to make a decision and not necessarily have to come in for a consultation before they book. So my email responding to them has a information magazine, of course, with all the pretty pictures and all the information that they might need. It has the session types which I have different levels all the way from a simple session all the way to what I call the I want it all session. Um, And so they have information on those sessions and what they include. And then I provide a general guideline as to what people spend on an average session. So it gives them a range of what they might expect to spend once all is said and done. Very, very rarely do they ask to come in for a consultation. Occasionally they do, and I love it, so I can explain everything, show them all my products and everything. But nine times out of 10, my clients will just respond with an email saying, I'm ready to book. So then, you know, I send them the contract, I send out the invoice for the retainer. Once I get that back, then I send them a welcome gift that has, um, it's just a a water bottle and a little notepad um, with their year on it and a pen, uh, Erica Manning photography pen. And it also has a single sheet that just says, don't forget to book your uh, style consult. So that prompts them to go and I have an automatic scheduler that they can go in and schedule during certain times what works best for them. They schedule their style consultation and they come into my studio at that time where I will go over the entire process as well as talk about different styles of photographs that I am able to do. Um, The session... I'm really just obviously trying to tailor it to their wants and what they like. But a lot of times, seniors don't even know what to call what they like. They, they, they don't even know how to describe it. So when I bring them in for that style consultation, we'll sit down and I will show them, okay, here are some different setups in the studio, some different styles of studio photos, um, all the way from you know high key to dramatic to kind of a romantic feel to a classic, more of a editorial. And I show them all of those and examples of work that I have done so they can tell me what they like and what they don't like. And prior to their session, I send out a questionnaire asking them to rank those um, oh, I so love that. I know what they like and they, they're not basing it on Pinterest images that are not mine. They're basing it on my images of things that I do. So, um, that has been so valuable to have them come in to put words to what they like so they can describe that to me. Um, Also in that session, um, I have a style closet, um, otherwise known as uh, a way to support my shopping habit. But I I have, you know, lots of different outfits that they can select from and accessories and whatnot. So they they can pick out uh, clothing for their session if they want to. A lot of times they want to wear their own things, which is great, but um, at least you know, they have the option and many do find an accessory or, you know, an outfit or two uh, that they include in their senior session wardrobe. So, um, so that is, has been a great help to me because it helps me get in line with what they want. It helps them to share that information with me So by the time we get to the session, we've met each other. We know, you know, we are on the same page. I can set up the studio 
you know, according to the colors they like and the style they like and the, you know, the lighting setup, I'm not wasting that time. I've got that all set up by the time they come in for their session. And we can just focus on having a good time and creating the images that they want to create. That's so awesome. And I'm sure that's really helpful for the parents as well, because I feel like seniors, and I'm generalizing, not all seniors are like this, but they're just kind of like, it's impossible. Okay, I'm just going to say it's impossible to get information out of them. I'll be like, okay, do you like this? They're like, I don't know. It's like, oh my God, just tell me. So I love that you're making it simple. And then sometimes the parents, particularly mothers, will stress out about she won't tell me what she wants to wear. I don't, I can't find anything, whatever. So you're making it so easy on all sides. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, going through the process, they know what to expect and they know they can visually see different examples of what they might like or what they might not like. So they can tell me, they can tell me exactly what they want. And uh, it has worked out really well. Yeah, that's great. So you remind them to do the sales consultation. Oh, I know what I was going to say. You said that usually when people inquire, they're pretty much ready to book. Why do you think that is? What, do you provide a lot of information like in your social media or website? Like how, how does that happen? Well, I think the majority of my clients are referrals. Okay. And so, uh, you know, they have heard firsthand from other clients that the experience was good and they have seen my work on social media. So, you know, it is helpful that they they come into it already with a preconceived idea of what it is like to work with me. Um, but I respond immediately when you know they inquire. My the the documents I send out or the information guide that I send out is meticulously done. It's professional. So a lot of times I'll get the comment of, wow, this, this is fantastic, you know, and they're, um, so it just kind of bolsters the idea that I'm not just, you know, doing this on the side. This is Mm -hmm. a legitimate business. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, I've been around for years and I'm a person that they can trust. So I think that, you know, between my reputation as a photographer in the area and then the information and the images that I put out on social media coupled with the information that I send them, they feel comfortable, you know, um, they feel comfortable booking me. So, you know, I feel fortunate in that way because I feel like I know a lot of people that have to do the consultation in order to get the, the session and I don't mind doing those. I don't at all, but I feel like people just want to know that they can book with somebody that they, they trust and they're ready ready to do that as soon as I get them the information. Plus, I mean, if you don't need to spend the time doing it, then, you right. know, like, like right. you said, you are going to do the style consultation. You can do all of those things after they're booked. Exactly. And that's yeah. why I'd rather do it because, you know, if there's not a guarantee that they're going to book, that's time that could be, I don't want to say wasted, but it's, you know, I'd rather spend that time with them when I know they already have a session and I'm focused on finding out exactly what they want rather than trying to convince them to do a session with me. So yeah, I do provide, like I said, the, the session information and a range. And normally that is enough for people to book with me. They, you know, they feel comfortable with the range that I give and the information that I provide in that guide. So. Yeah. Those guides are so important. I hope people listening really take this to heart because if you can put your best foot forward and show the behind the scenes, show your style closet. If you have one, you do not need one at all. But if you do, talk about the process. Talk about you're gonna how you're going to pose them. You're going to help them through. Do you do multiple locations? Like really give all of that information with tons of visuals and limited text. Yeah. Like nobody wants to or has time to read paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. And I think that that's key, Nikki. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but no, I, I honestly feel like providing it in a concise way just not a ton of fluff, not a lot of words, not a lot of, you know, jumble here and there, just concise, easy to read so they can look at it and make their decision. And I feel that that is another reason why people are ready to book because it's, it's easy. It's easy to look through and it's easy to, the process is easy. Yes. Yes, definitely. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about pricing and how your pricing works. Okay. 
So um, I'm going to come out right off the bat and say that I'm probably not as high as a lot of the photographers out there in Superice education and uh, the portrait system. My average sale, uh, including the session fee, is anywhere between twenty two hundred to twenty four hundred. And that's great. I, you know what? I'm very comfortable with it. I have yeah. a lot of friends whose sales averages are much higher, and you know, and which I'm so happy for them. But for me and my area and my business and the clients that I love to work with, this is a sweet spot. For me. Like I said, it's, it is a, a comfortable uh, price point for my clients to book without a lot of fanfare. And I have created processes to make it profitable. I'm not spending a lot of time with a lot of the different parts of my process, which would, you know, make it less profitable, which would make it not worth my time. So um, I've spent years and years just working on that process, fine tuning it and coming to the point where I really don't stress about my business. I feel very balanced. And, um, and I can honestly say that over the last several years, I have a six figure business and I am not overwhelmed. I am you know, just doing my thing and serving my clients. And um, it, it is a great place to be. That's awesome. And, it, you know, it, it's such a great place to be to feel content like that. I love it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it has been life-changing. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about, do you do packages? Do you do a la carte? Do you have a session fee? Yeah. Um, so my pricing, basically, I have a session fee. I like to think of my business model as inclusive, not exclusive. Okay. So I just feel like high school already has enough emphasis on hierarchy and the haves and the have nots that I, I really try to provide something for every type of senior. So I have, like I said, my simple session, I have a portrait session, which is a little bit bigger. I have my best of both worlds which is both indoor and outdoor. It's what majority of my clients book. So that one is kind of, I consider my standard session. And then I have the, I want it all, which is two sessions, you know, includes hair and makeup and all the, all the fun things. So I'll just, as an example, use my best of both world session. That session fee is $200. It includes up to two hours of session time. It includes access to the, the wardrobe closet. It includes that, that styling session with me. And then I edit 60 images for them to select from. Okay. And, and again, um, and I, my, my images, I'll go through that process in just a bit, but, but that's what they can select from as far as their session goes. It also includes a $200 product credit. Okay. So we have our session. I edit the 60 images and I will say that I send out my skin retouching. So, and, um, you know, stray hairs and things like that. So that to me has taken a big load off of my plate. Um, and the images come back and I put my special sauce on them. Okay. Again, I've created systems that allow me to do that in a pretty quick format. I'm able to get, um, 60 images done normally two to three hours on my end of editing. So, so I've edited the images. I post a few online and then send out an email for them to schedule their selection appointment. So they come in for their selection appointment and my pricing is a build your own collection type system. So I have found that people like being able to have a little bit more control over their collections rather than me tell them that they're getting a 16 by 20 in their collection. They can pick that. There are three different components to the collection building. There are wall products. That's one step. There are what I call heirloom products, um, which include albums or a folio box. That's the second step. 
And then the third step are my digital files. And my digital files also include a variety of gift prints. I offer digital files both in low resolution, only printable to 8x10, or high resolution, printable to large sizes. The high resolution ones include more gift prints with them. So basically, people come in and they can create their own collection. There are several different options for wall products. There are uh, several different options for albums. And there are two options, low resolution, high resolution for digital files. They have to pick from at least two of the three steps. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you can't just get digital files with some gift prints. You have to get either an album or a folio box or something for your wall. If people get something from every single step, then they get a credit towards, say, a yard banner or announcements or something along those lines. So so it encourages them to purchase from three steps. I do have an a la carte price menu that just has either gift prints or you can get a single digital file or you can get what I call a mini gallery, which is 15 images. Both of those options are only printable to 8 by 10 So if someone comes in and they you know, don't want to go with the collection, they do have an option. However, the pricing on my a la carte price menu is pretty high, especially in comparison to a, a, a collection. You just get a lot more for your money if you build a collection. So psychologically it just makes more sense to build yeah. a collection. You know, uh, why would you get only 15 images when you can get this collection, which by the way, in my collections, both of the digital file options include all of the digital files. So because they're coming in deciding whether they want me to edit 15, 30, 60 or, you know, 100 with the I want it all session, because they're determining how many I'm editing from the get-go, my collections are based on all of those images, if that makes sense. So the digital files within a collection are all of the edited images. So it just, like I said, it makes more sense for them to build a collection and it gives them the control of picking the products that they want. So if somebody is not a wall product kind of person, I've had a lot of people, oh, we just don't have the wall space or blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, then you can get an album and you have these albums to select from. You can let me know which album that you want. So in order to get all of those digital files, they have to get at least one other type of product. And a lot of times they're getting a couple because, you know, the parents want something for their wall but that heirloom product, the album can be passed down from generation to generation. So they want to get that as well. And then they'll get their digital files that, you know, son or daughter can share on social media. Okay. Gotcha. A lot of people lately have been asking about specific products. Like I know it can be really overwhelming trying to decide on as photographers, which companies to use for your products. So do you want to share a little bit about who, what what companies you use and the types of products you you use? I mean, I know you said wall portraits and albums, but just a little bit more specific. Yeah. So my wall products, I offer um, from Bay Photo. I love Bay. I have used them for years. So I offer either Canvas or their standout product or um, both framed and unframed prints. But uh, standard, it comes unframed. So unframed prints, canvas, standout. And then let me think about this. From Graphy, I offer the Amalfi panel. Graphy Studio. If For people out there who might not know what that is, I just want to make sure people know Graphy Sorry. Studio. No, that's okay. That's okay. The Amalfi panel, which is gorgeous. So a variety of types of products because I have a variety of types of seniors. I have, you know, some very artsy kinds. I have some very sporty students. So um, I want to offer a variety of products for them. Regardless of the type of product that they order, the price is the same unless they add a frame to like either I have a canvas panel or the wall print, those can be framed. So if they want to add a frame, it's additional, but all of the other prices 
are consistent for either a small, medium, or large. They're kind of grouped in if you want a small one, if you want a medium one, or if you want a large one. Regardless of the type of product, the price is the same. And I did that because I already have a lot of products on my price menu. By doing it that way, it just kind of makes it simpler. It just, you know, rather than, well, you can get a a canvas at this amount, or you can get a, you know, wall product at, at, or wall print at this amount, the price is the same, regardless of the type of uh, product that they get. And it's priced accordingly. You know, my cost is factored into that. So those are the different wall products that I offer. I also offer several different albums. I offer two different types of products, albums from Fineo. Um, again, very, very happy with them. I have a very high-end album that has the, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, but the Hennemula paper, you know, leather bound. It has a canvas cover. Um, so that's my highest end album. Then I have kind of a mid-level album that has just either textured fabric or vegan le- leather cover. And either one of those um, albums I only offer in 20 pages or 10 two-page spreads. And the reason is because I tell them 35 to 45 images fits beautifully in this. I don't offer more pages. I don't offer more options. They just pick, you know, from a, a limited amount of swatches. Again, making that process a little more simple. So there's fewer things to pick from. It makes that decision a lot easier for them to select the album. I also started offering the storybook from Graphy Studio. Um, again, very different type of product, very different type of album. But you know, some people absolutely adore that. So, uh, so I like to offer that. And then I also offer a smaller album that is more like a grandparent album. They make great grandparent gifts. So. And then the the folio box is the final option within my uh, products, what I call heirloom products. So they can select one or more if they want, but at least one item from either that or my wall products. And I always, always, always obviously do this in person. Like I don't willy-nilly just send out my price menu mm-hmm. because it can be so confusing. And and people understand that when they come in and I'm explaining everything, you know, they they understand why I don't just send out my price menu because it just wouldn't make sense unless you're standing in front of all the products and understanding and touching and feeling them. And at that point, you know, starting to imagine those products in your possession or in their possession, it, it helps that way too. Yeah, definitely. Another pain point I think that photographers experience is in this, this might sound silly, but it was a big deal for me. It's like the packaging and shipping and, you know, how do you physically get them? How do you package them and how do you get them the products? So um, products come in. I, you know, have branded bags and I also, my colors are black and gold. So I bought some matte black wrapping paper and I wrap their wall products or their albums up like a gift. So, and I, you know, tie a bow around them. So it literally looks like a, a black Christmas gift um, when they get it. I have black bags with my, my logo on them. And so smaller items and prints like that will go into those. They're like the, the tote bags. That's how I p- package that. I actually have my clients come pick up the order from it. I do my selection appointments in my home. I do shooting in my studio. I do the selection appointments in my home. And so they come pick up the order from my home when uh, it arrives. I think that also the fact that I'm not delivering them helps me keep my costs down because I'm not driving all over town, uh, bringing mm-hmm. people. That makes such a difference. <laughs> it really does. And I think for my clients, they would rather come pick that up than me raise the price to, you know, reflect me dropping that off. So, um, you know, there, there are I'm sure other types of businesses and whatnot that, you know, that would make more sense for you to deliver. But for my clients, it just makes more sense for them to pick it up. So yep, yep. that's how I deliver it. Very cool. And then I know you said marketing wise, you're pretty much referral only, or you get a lot of referrals. Is there anything else that you do other than that? You know, um, 
No, other than social media, um, I try to be as active as I can on social media without it running my life. Mm-hmm. I, on Instagram, have been doing more reels and um, it was a commitment I made to myself because I resisted as long as I could. But at the beginning of last year, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to dive in and see what I can do. And I have found that I'm showing a little bit more of my personality with my reels and I'm enjoying that part of it. I think they're kind of funny and fun. And a lot of times images that I'm posting because of my style, you know, I often will have images of, you know, my students not smiling or, you know, it's a little more serious looking. So I wanted to do more showing that, hey, this is, this can be fun, like um, showing a little bit more of my personality. So Recently, I've been doing like the voiceover reels and explaining either a part of my business or or just something that is kind of funny to reflect my personality. My reels also will kind of show behind the scenes and my, especially with my creative work, I, I will often show, you know, behind the scenes and how I came up with the concept and that sort of thing, which I, um, I've had a lot of positive feedback as well. So Instagram is probably my primary method of quote unquote advertising because it's where my students and my parents are. I do post on Facebook and, you know, I think fewer people on there, but as I mentioned before, the parents are normally the ones who contact me. So if the parents are on Facebook, I don't want to ignore that avenue. But as far as paid campaigns or anything like that, I haven't found great success in it. So I haven't done a lot of it in the last year or so just because um, I've found success and have maintained a happy level of clients by doing what I'm doing in the way I'm doing it now. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. This is great. We needed we needed some more senior info, you know, just to, it's always good to hear different perspectives on how different seniors do it. And, or sorry, different senior photographers do this. And, you know, everyone, it, it, it's somewhat similar, but everyone puts their own spin on it. So it's not always nice to hear different perspectives. And um, right. so, yeah, so yeah, that's right. great. And I'm a firm believer and, you know, people, I, I pick and choose things from different places that I'm learning um, to do what works for me and what works for me might not work for the next person, but mm-hmm. you know, this, this, you know, and, and I have a lot of friends, you know, within the Sue Bryce world that do things very, very differently and it works for them. And, it, you know, so you, you kind of have to play around with it and see what's going to be the best for you and your business and your clients. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I do have a couple more questions for you that I always ask at the end of each episode. And the first one is, what is something you cannot live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Uh, A plan. (laughs) I (laughs) I am definitely type A. And so to walk into a photo session without some sort of plan, I just get lost and I don't do nearly as well. So that's why I have those consult. So I have uh, in writing what my clients like, what they don't like. I know exactly how I'm going to set things up. And that honestly allows my brain to be more creative because I have that plan. But then if I need to take a left turn or I'm able to do something a little bit more creative quickly because my brain isn't trying to work out the entire plan. So a plan is something that I could not live without in a photo shoot. Good answer. Very smart. <laughs> okay, number two, how do you spend your time when you're not working? Well, my family would joke and say photography is what I do. Um, <laughs> so uh, my daughter tells me often that I need to get a hobby. Um, but I, I enjoy doing the creative work when I'm not working, the more intricate uh things that are involved in that and then also thrifting uh, and that sort of thing. But um, completely away from photography, I enjoy spending time growing in my faith. I enjoy time with my family and friends. Wait, what did you say? Going where? Growing in my faith. So just, you know, time in the Bible, time uh, doing devotions, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, I thought you said going to MySpace. I'm like, you still have MySpace? I was like, no, that was my fault. Oh my gosh. My my ears and my brain. Okay. Sorry. That's good. good. MySpace. (laughs) 
They're similar, right? Sorry, my faith. <laughs> yes, my faith is very different than my space. Yes. All right. Sorry. That's, cool. Continue. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, no, um, I enjoy spending time with my family and friends. They're the, they're my number one. My family, especially. Um, so any chance I get to spend time with them, I do. But overall, honestly, I'm just trying to enjoy the moment, no matter where it is, no matter what it is. I just I don't want to let a single second slip by and and not find joy in it. So that's what I try to do. In my oh, wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Number three is what is your favorite inspirational quote? So uh, kind of to piggyback on the faith thing, my inspirational quote is from the Bible. Um, it's First Peter 4.10, which says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. I truly believe that this career, these skills that I have, this life that I live, it is all a gift to me. So the least that I can do is serve others with it. So that could mean something philanthropic, like you know, being a part of an organization or through my church or doing my own events to benefit those in special needs. But it can also mean just simply serving my clients and helping them to see the beauty and in their uniqueness. So, um, so that is why it's my inspirational quote. And, and it is so inspirational to me that I have the verse tattooed on my trigger finger. So oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Ties it all together. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. And last question is, what would you say to people who are just starting out? So I would tell them to never stop learning. Not only never stop learning, but enjoy the process of learning. So don't hinge your joy on getting to a certain level because to arrive means that it's over. So enjoy mm-hmm. every single part of the process and enjoy what you have learned through you know, what could be perceived as a failure and celebrate the wins, but continue to learn for the rest of your life. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Erica. Where can people find you online? So a website is Erica Manning Photo. That's E-R-I-C-A-M-A-N-N-I-N-G-P-H-O-T-O.com. Facebook, it's Erica Manning Photography. And Instagram, it's Erica Manning Photo. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I will see you. Hopefully, I'll see you soon in person, but I will definitely see you in the Fortress System Facebook group soon. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this talk today. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. I will talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.